together this evening, Father God, and go in each home and go go into the hospitals, Father God, and do the restoration. Allow those that's laying in the bed sick and with hurt and pain to encourage them, Father, that you have a way of escape. You've already made it possible that we don't have to endure the pain, Father God. I just pray tonight that on each and every one of us that we're able to allow our, our bodies to catch up with our brain and our heart to know that you've already fixed it. But we just have to now get ourselves back in order, get our bodies back in order, get our minds in order. Father God, I, I speak a blessing on each and every household that's present, each and every household that's going to join us later. Father God, we just I just bless all of our children, those our, our families, those that's lost. Father, we pray this this day that the eyes of their hearts be open towards you and they can see that who is with them is greater than those that's in the world. In Jesus' name we pray this this evening. And for the, those of you all that didn't hear me, we're going to be studying on uh, it's, it's going to be a couple of them, but the main one we're going to talk about is Matthews 11, 25 through 30 if you want to join into that get that one ready. Now the, the video, now to keep this in mind as we study the word of God, even in this, uh, in the kingdom of God, how we live this all in this world is always the natural, then the spiritual. So I'm going to give you a natural a example of what we're going to talk about this evening. And uh, the video I sent to you was was about a back the backpacks that the children carry. Th- think just think about that. Uh, welcome whoever that was that joined us. Thank you for joining us. We're on Matthew's eleven. Uh, verse 20, what was it, 5 through 30? I think that's what it was, yeah, 5 through 30. Uh, yeah, Matthew 11, 25 through 30. It might be a little bit more. But anyway, in talking about the natural, just think about, you know, school is coming up, and I was thinking uh, I, I like to get back. I used to love to get but My children, whenever in school, they didn't carry backpacks too much. That was in the earlier days. Some carry backpacks, but some don't. But now, majority of the kids always have a backpack. And when you think about some of those backpacks have a heavy load in them. And when we're looking at this in the, in the backpack, you, you're carrying a weight on your back that can destroy your entire body. Uh, the use, uh, we'll use the example of the child and, and his backpack in, in our study this evening. Now, in the backpack, they have several books and other miscellaneous stuff. And those items can weigh up as to much as uh, 20 pounds. And it's like a 20-pound toddler, a little toddler, or even a car tire. That's that's the way that some of these things that uh, the backpacks these kids carry. Now, uh, heavy weights will affect your spine and your nerves. You all listen to, listen as we talk about look at it in the natural, then kind of look at it in the spiritual. But right now I'm talking about the natural so heavy weights would affect your spine and the nerves. It changes the way your body functions, causing the bones in the spine to adjust to the weight, affecting your shoulder, your neck and the back, causing your head to go forward. This is where your brain is housed, in your head. We all know that. Your head on its own weighs about 8 to 10 pounds. A heavy weight will cause your head to lean forward, making your head feel like it's 20 pounds. Now, the brain is controls the superhighway of your body. Just think about that. The, the brain com- controls 
all functions in your body. That's what the vein does. Which are the nerves that run along the main cord that's running down the spine to the hand, to your hands, your arms, all parts of the body causing pain. You can fix it by taking an aspirin, a muscle relaxer, or some other drug. But I want to suggest something to you this evening. When you're carrying all those pain, Jesus gave us a way of escape. And when you go into Matthews 11, uh, you can go back and read the top part of all math to Matthews 11. I'm just going to start with verse 30. And this is in verse 30 when, when God is revealing his son. Now, starting with verse 25, it said, At that time, yeah, verse 25, so at that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have given, you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, and revealed them to his children. That, that, that's bottom line. He was speaking to the crowd. And verse 26 says, Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son, and to those to whom the Son chooses to reveal himself. Okay, then that's where, and we, we could say individually, God has chosen to reveal himself to us when we have accepted and we know who his Son is. That's how we get a revelation or get access to God. Bottom line, there's no other way. Verse 28 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burden and I will give you rest and I'll read it again verse 28 said come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light and we're going to go ahead and discuss that again. I don't think I needed to read it again, but you all can read it yourself. And verse 29, I like what that says. Verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Verse 30 says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we want to say, you know, what, is, what does this mean? Uh, it means, what, what, what is the yoke? What is the yoke? Yoke, or either when Jesus said, yield to me, yield to me. What does that mean to us? And again, this is another one of these channel check yourself messages. Uh, we, we hear all these voices in the world. That there was another little uh, crazy thing that happened over the weekend. I, I don't know, is Mark right on the line? Yeah. Uh, okay. My Craft Craflo Dollar came out and said he don't believe in tithing. Mm -hmm. And he said in every everything he's written, every book he's written, throw it away because it's not what not true. This is a big dispute. He doesn't believe in God anymore? No, no. He said he doesn't believe in tithing. He said all that stuff he wrote is wrong. All those books oh. he wrote is wrong. And this has started a uh, a uh, uh, a conversation between by every big preacher that I have known, a big preacher that I'm listening to. This is happening since Friday, Friday night when he got up and said this at a major conference. 
But this is why it's so important for us to be able to hear from God ourselves. Read your word. Know from God that you can hear from God. Everybody can hear from God if you want to hear him. But Jesus said, now, now in, in his yoke, it means the liberation from the yoke of death. As we entrust ourselves to Jesus, good and perfect yoke of life and freedom. The yoke of Christ is liberated freedom. As the Apostle Paul makes it clear in Romans 10, 5 through 17. You all get that. Romans 10, 5 through 17. Now, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the bottom line of all of what we do and say. Now, calling on the name of the Lord, that's verse 13, says it means the rescue from the yoke of death. When we call on Jesus as our Savior, we're no longer under the bondage of the yoke of death. Now, uh, look, look, think about this. Think about what a yoke is. A yoke is like, you, you, you remember we, we, we studied this and you've seen this in the books of all, like two oxen. Uh, in order for them to pull a weight or to stay together, it takes more than one oxen to pull this weight. So to, to get together, you got the, what the, what the farmers used to do is put a board across them so that the animals will be able to, two animals will be able to yoke together. They're together and they're able to, uh, uh, they're working together. It's like a, a brace across that holds them, that unite them in one position. That's what a yoke is. Now, what does Jesus mean when he says a yoke? What, what does he mean? My yoke is easy. The yoke that Jesus speaks of in Matthew 11 is a free gift to us that requires a willing submission to our part. It leads us to a posture of surrender and trust. It is to obey the gospel of Jesus, to yield ourselves to the Lord, says Matthew in, in, in one of the commentaries that I was looking up. It means to trust, believe what Jesus is saying. Believe what Jesus is saying. So when we go to Romans 6 and 23, it tells us now, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal light through Jesus Christ our Lord. Bottom line. The wages of, that's Romans 6 and 23, if you want to jot that down. Romans 6 and 23 said the sin, said wages, that means the payback. What you get from when you sin and all the time, this is what you get. Said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, that's free. We didn't have to pay for it. Jesus paid for it. The gift from God is eternal life. And we get that eternal life that when we believe Jesus is the son of God. It is so easy, you all, but our brain, sometimes my brain, we carrying all that weight. Our, our brain just can't focus, just ain't grip it. Well, we can grip it in our heart and understand a lot of this stuff we carry, a lot of this Jesus work we're doing, being little Jesuses, all this stuff we're doing, it ain't of God. You, you're just wasting your time. You, you, you're not doing what God wants you to do. Romans 10, starting with verse 5, it says, Moses write this about the about the righteous that is by the law. He's talking about the law. Now, Moses was back in the Old Testament in the law. Now, this person who does these things will live by them. In in the Old Testament, they they did not have Jesus, somebody that had paid the price for them. They had to go to the priest and and, and take a take a, a sacrifice or an offering to the priest so that the priest could go and pray for them or enter into the presence of God. They couldn't do it themselves. 
We have we have a gift. We have something special, more than what they had in the Old, Old Testament. Let's see, verse 6 says, But the righteous that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Jesus down. We don't say that now. There's nobody that can ascend into heaven and bring Jesus down. Verse 7, Or who will descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. Verse 8, but what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. 9 says, if you declare with your, mar- your mouth that Jesus is Lord, or believe in your heart that God's raised him from, from, from dead, you will be saved. That can be so easy for those that will truly submit themselves and get the understanding. But some people, it's very hard to understand it because they want it their way. They want to receive God uh, 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 their way, but they don't want to do it the way that uh, Jesus told us to do it. Going on to verse 10, it says, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And is it with your mouth that you confess your faith and are saved. You got to do it with your mouth. You got to do it with your mouth. As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to death, uh, put to shame. If we believe in Jesus Christ, all this stuff these come up again, all these burdens that come up, all, all these uh, pounds and pounds of stuff that comes up against us, if we know who Jesus is in our heart, you all, in our heart. He said he was going to go be with the Father, but he was going to ask his Father to send him, send us another confidant, somebody else to help us carry these burdens. Not, and, you know, we don't carry them, but what, what, when we receive the Spirit of God living in us, it's all that other stuff. Our eyes are not focused on what we're, we're the burdens. Our eyes is focused on the fact that Jesus has already paid the price. That's where we're at. Verse 12, for, uh, verse 12 says, For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. There's no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and riches blesses all who, for all who call upon him. We're considered as Gentiles. Uh, some want to say they're Jew, but we're not going to discuss it this evening. Well, it's no different. And in the dis- dispensation that we live in, we're actually Gentiles. But when we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, we become uh, this, we have the same spirit that Jesus have. Uh, verse 13 said, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Uh, once we truly believe it and we can say that Jesus is the Son of God, anything that we need, because we will be saved at that part when we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And He's already, all those burdens and stuff that we carry, carrying, he ha- He's already taken those burdens and destroyed them. But we want to hold on to it because we want to do it our way, not his way. Verse 14 said, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? If you don't believe in Jesus, you can't call on him. him. You can't call on God if you don't believe in Jesus. I'll repeat that again. You cannot call on God if you cannot believe in Jesus. Maybe there are other, some some other theologians or theology or some religious some religious trump that you can go into uh you can go into mormonism 
uh, maybe, maybe uh, Buddha, some of those folks, you can go into it, but you won't get to God. You won't get to the God of the Holy Bible. You, you'll get to a God, but won't be to the God of the Holy Bible. Again, I say, how then can they call on one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And that's what we're doing. I'm not preaching to you. I'm teaching. I'm going to teach you the word of God so we can get an understanding. We, we need help in this world, you all. For those of us that know Jesus, the, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And for those of us that knows who Jesus is, we need to stop being disobedient and be able to pray and speak up. Tell somebody about Jesus. Tell somebody about your testimony. But a lot of us have a misinterpretation because a lot of the testimonies that we have, we truly did not believe in Jesus. We did it ourselves. So that's why we don't have a guts enough to tell nobody about the testimony. Verse 15, it says, How can anyone preach unless they have been sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. I don't mind anybody telling me. I love it when somebody can tell me what God did for them. I love it. And he would give you an understanding to know that if it was God. I, I get so you all that I listen to some of these upcoming preachers and teachers. And this is personal. This is local stuff. Because I've always liked to teach. And some of the teachers that I'm hearing now, they speak a good word. But God gives you a, a confirmation as to whether or not they understand it. And it's how we speak. Some of the words that come out of our mouth is just ordinary daily, daily words. You, you can tell there is no humbleness. There is no reference to God. And it. it's what I did. When you listen to somebody in the conversation, even every, every day to day conversation, they're constantly, ah, 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 I can't do nothing about Jesus without Jesus. I'm going to say his name. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. Verse 16 says, said, but not all the Israelites accepted the good news. Every day, people don't always accept the good news. For the Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed in our message? Back then in Isaiah's day, they were supposed to go out and just tell the people, tell the people, tell the people, because they could not personally hear from God. They said, God did choose a few people that he spoke to. But in that dispensation, the way God had it all set up, he had the uh, prophets that would go out. He would give the prophets the word. And they, uh, uh, today we will call them preachers. He would give the preachers the word, but the prophets the word. And the prophets would go out and tell, tell the people what God said. But most of them was dull in here. And they had so much wax and unbelief. They didn't want to believe man. They couldn't, they see man every day. And a lot of them wonder, even today we wonder, well, how could God be speaking to them and not speaking to us, speaking to me? Verse 17 said, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. And that's what our job, I can say that's what my job is, to encourage you to read the word. Believe what the word is said. Get an understanding, you all. Get an understanding of what God's word said. So when you hear all this vomit, you don't have to go grab the Bible and check it real quick. Most of the time, we've already read stuff. And if we read it and we don't remember it, the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance. That's what his thing is, to remind us. To remind us what the word of God is. I, I, I tell a lot of people, I do not know all the addresses. 
But one thing I do know, I read it, and when time comes up, God will bring it back to the Spirit of God will bring it back to my remembrance. Let's look at uh, Hebrews 12, 1, 2, 3. 1 uh, and 2. A, a, lo a lot of things that we have, you all, we don't we don't have to carry it. Jesus already paid the prices. We we need to be able to relate the natural to our spiritual, relate it. That's why I gave the example in the, in the beginning. That was a heavy weight. That sometimes we stick these backpacks on our kid because I know when Ben and Kennedy go into school in the morning, I watch them and they just have paper in the back. But but Ben sometimes look like as full as I don't what know what. But all he got is one little folder with a few uh, sheets of paper in there, maybe a pencil or pen. They can't take the phone and and, and with them, so the daddy have the phone in his hand, and they have some snacks in there. And I could say maybe more, no more than about five pounds altogether, but it's not a twenty pound bag. But it looks heavy. It looks heavy. A lot of times we know we saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost and all, but we have all these weights. We can see all the uh, wrinkles on our face. We can see it in our smile. We got an upside-down smile. It looks, it looks real, but it's phony because we're carrying all these weights. We're stuffed up. Heavy weights. Jesus said his, his yoke is easy. We don't have to carry that stuff. The, we we the only yoke that let's let's go to Hebrews twelve and one. Now, I, I love Hebrews. Uh, one says, therefore, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off every encumbrance and the sin. Let's throw off every encumbrance or every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us. Let us run with endurance and and the race that sets us free. Uh, does somebody else have a different version of he, of Hebrews 12, 1 and 2? Could somebody else read their version and tell me what version is it? Come on, y'all. You should have your Bibles open. I have the New International Version. Okay, go ahead and read it. Have another version? Yeah, I got I got one that I uh, just started looking at. It's okay. Like passion translation. Okay, you into that passion? All right, I'll go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. It says, um, "As for us, we we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must go. We must let go of every wound, kill stuff." In the sin, in the sin we so easily fall into, then we will be able to run life marathon's race with passion and determination. Mm -hmm. For the path has been cleared, clearly has been already marked out before us. When we look away from the natural realm, we 
fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed within us and who leads us forward and to face perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered his, and conquered his humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Y'all, we should be running around the room. Y'all, did, did you all hear that? And, and and we 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 sit in this yeah, stew. We sit we sit in this pot of stew, thinking that we got to die on the cross. Thinking thinking that uh, I can never get anything. But the word of God is saying it real easy. If you believe who Jesus is, He says, if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you don't have to carry all these weights. You you don't have to carry all this stuff that wrap around your brain. You don't have to have a backpack full of junk. That you carrying around, and when you were it said in in the, in the earlier part when I was explaining in the natural, a, a backpack. If you got a twenty pound backpack on it, and your head on it weighs about eight to ten pounds, it's gonna make you lean forward. When you lean forward, that is part of in the spiritual. It's called iniquities. It's called carrying on generational curses. That's when you lean forward. When you lean forward, the people behind you lean forwards over. They're doing the same thing that you're doing. I'll say that. I'll let that sink in a minute. They're doing the same thing that you're doing. Our generations that's coming behind us, if if we, we, we are walking on one leg, hopping all the time, if I hop around the house all the time, being and Kennedy, when they come in here, eventually they're going to start to hopping. And maybe when they get older and get into school and they'll say, well, why are you hopping? Oh, I'm hopping because my grandmama hopped all the time. Think about it. That's what we do. We do stuff that we see somebody else do behind us. Our loved ones behind us. But we don't have to do that. We don't have to carry that weight. We, we don't have to carry the fakeness. Jesus said, "Lay it down." We we got a whole we got a whole bunch of ancestors that's that's gone on, and we can look back and think back. Well, some of the things that our and the forerunners, the people that was before me, my mom and dad, I looked at them and everything because I was the first one. They had me when they were young, 20, 25, 26. I think my mother was twenty five and my daddy was twenty eight when they had me. By the time they got down to El Trolla, they were tired. My mama had only had 14, 13 children by the time she got to El Trolla, number 14. She was tired. And some of the stuff she did with me, she didn't do it with them other ones down the line, them last four. She didn't do it with them last four because she was tired. Tired carrying all those children, but she still stood for what was right. And I, I, I want us to be able to see, you know, we, we carry a lot of stuff, you all. You, you can check that out in your own heart, your own time. Take some time to look at. What are you doing? What are you carrying? What kind of weight are you carrying? A lot of the stuff you carry, it ain't none of your business. Leave it alone. God said, okay. lay aside every weight. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who was that? He said, lay aside every weight that so easily beseech you. That's the one I every love. Weight. Every weight, and he's not talking about pounds. Go ahead, go ahead. So, so I'm in there. Um, I was just looking at the word yoke. Okay. The word yoke in the in the Hebrew is, is pronounced zugos, and it, besides being a yoke that you put around the cattle's neck, it also means it's the piece that goes in between 
the um on the scales. Uh huh. That hold the scales up. Uh huh. Piece in the middle. Right. It's called the yoke. It's okay. That and it says here. It says that even Christ's commands must be submitted to, though easier to be kept in balance as a pair of scales. So if we keep that balance, if we think about that yoke being that balance, it's that it's it's, it's easier to keep Christ's commandments than it is. <laughs> To take on the yoke of sin and take on the yoke of bondage. It's oh, that piece in the middle that wouldn't that be. That piece in the middle is all right. I think about that some more. I love that. I love that. that. Um, mm. it, it, isn't that deep? I was like, that, that wow, to me, that's, that's, that's deep. You, you all think about here. Of the balance of that's the right. Is, that is piece in the middle, yeah. If we, if we submit to Christ, <laughs> you know, if we he, he helps us to stay in balance. He helps us to stay, you know, um, you know, if, if we follow after him, things things are gonna be all right. Things, all right. He's already he's already took all that weight off of us. All right. All right. To carry. All right. So that's right. I just read that. And I just read that's that. awesome. That's awesome. I, I love it. That I love it. I love it. So bottom line is, we don't have to carry the weight. He's in the in the middle, like you just said, in the middle, oh. balancing our natural life and our spiritual life. That's what he's doing, balancing it, and decide on what what side you want to choose. It's our choice. It's your choice. What you want to do? Do you want to keep carrying all that sin? But it said once. One thing it said: the wages of sin is death. I I, I don't want to die like that. I don't want to die like carrying a bunch of sin around. I want to, God wants me to live a healthy and wealthy life. I said, for the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life. I want eternal life. I don't. I don't want to go to hell. If you don't remember what hell is about, remember the story about the rich man and the poor man, and there was a gulf between uh, where where the uh, rich man was and the poor man was, and and the rich man said, "Well, just have him come over, arrogance. Just have him come over and dip his finger in some water and put on my tongue." And God said, "No, no. There's a gulf between it. There's a, there's a break. There's a gap." He can't come over there where you at. Then then he gonna have the arrogance to say, Well well send him back there to my brothers. So if they know somebody that come from the dead, they will surely raise raise up. But he said, No, because they got the prophets there. The prophets can tell them if they can't hear from the prophets, they're not going to hear from the dead. Jesus died on the cross. He went to hell and he opened the door and he let those that uh, was the bosom of Abraham, whatever that was back then, they came out and they actually were stood standing and some of the people saw them. Jesus died on the cross, went down to hell and he rose up and people still don't believe. They still don't believe he's the son of God. This is what he's talking about. They don't believe. We have, let's make sure that we're not caught in a fakeness, you all. That we're not faking it to making it. We're not doing, reading God's word, taking care of our body. We're, we're carrying all these loads that messing up our nerves. That we got to go to the doctor and get all these nerve pills. All these pills that's adjusting our mind. That's all it's doing, adjusting your mind, uh, well, numbing your mind. That's what it said in, in this com commentary about the backpack. A lot of times we the weights that we carry and our kids come home, I'm hurting, I'm hurting, my back is hurt, And we just, well, let me give you an aspirin. Let me give you a little Tylenol instead of adjusting and getting those weights off of them. We will have a happier life. 
a healthier life, a more prosperous life, if we know and understand and allow us to balance our life and live as Christ wanted us to live. He, he's, he is the way to get to the Father. The Father has a whole lot of things for us. They said we're made of his, his image. Once we can recognize it in our brain and lay down some of that pain. I, I, why would you want to live a painful life all the time? Uh, I, I I know some sister. I know one lady that I, I love her so much. I've been knowing her a long time. She has a, a, a desire. She, she says she loves God. I've seen her do some things that magnificent. But she's truly embedded in pain. She has chronic pain all the time. And again, so now I joke with her. I said, when you start believing what Jesus said, and I say that to everybody, when you believe what Jesus said, your pain will go away. You eat what he says, your pain will go away. You stop doing some of the things that you shouldn't be. Uh, uh, a lot, there's a lot of folks you all that come out of this COVID. Some of them haven't come out of the COVID yet with a mindset depressed. I don't know if you all are listening. It's a, a lot of things now that people are depressed depressed, all upset, they're ready to kill themselves, they don't, they don't they, everything is against them, they can't make, they're going to therapists and all of that for help, but the best therapist that I know is Jesus Jesus said he's going to send us another company, somebody that can walk with you, talk with you, guide you and direct you, that's the best counselor you can have the very best counselor you can have I, you know, I, I thank God for the opportunity for us to be able to learn his word, learn of him, learn of him and, and believe what he says, because we don't, we don't have to, we don't have to do as other folks. If you believe in Jesus, you don't have to do all this, all of that different stuff. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And our, our yoke is supposed to carry the good news about Jesus. That's, that's what our yoke is. We're no longer hooked to the yoke of death and sin. We're, we're no longer hooked to that. But choose which yoke you're gonna, which burden you're gonna carry. Remember, like like the when Jesus was going to the cross, and uh, the man of man from Cyrene, the black man that picked up the cross. It says it right there in the Bible. He picked the the Roman soldier told him to come help him carry the cross, and that's what our job is to go out and tell somebody the good news about Jesus. Don't go out and tell them how much you hurt now. I'm hurting this. That's your show, your choice. You you can't tell nobody about the goodness of Jesus when the first thing you're going to say, well, I'm feeling bad. I got a headache. I got this pain, my knee pain, my back pain, my toe pain, my tongue pain. I ain't got no money. I don't want to hear nothing about no Jesus from somebody that got all that mess. That means that you ain't believing in him. He's not real to you. When Jesus is real to you, you know you don't have all of that stuff. So you, you might want to channel check yourself. That's 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 my challenge. Did you channel check yourself? If you got all this drama, this junk in your life, you don't have a relationship with God. And the only way you can get to God is through Jesus. And Jesus said when you go to his father, he's going to send you another comforter. The Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit lives within us. A lot of these teachings are saying the Holy Spirit is here in the atmosphere. But the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God lives. 
He can live in us when we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Okay, we're going to do an open mic for a few minutes, you all, because I want you to discuss. I'm just going to end the... uh, in the recording and we're going to do open mic and if you all have a question uh elder jay is online and between me and him we'll answer the question so i want you all just input is invalid okay oh we cut out for a second i I just wanted to read go ahead i just just picked up the talking translation i just wanted to read what it says um in the verses that you covered today 